Hey everyone, you are listening to the Above the Tree Line podcast, where we take difficult questions about Christianity, faith, and culture and answer them through the lens of scripture. You can listen on your preferred podcast platform or watch online at youtube.com slash Austin Christian Fellowship. If you'd like to submit a question for us to address, you can do so at acfellowship.org slash podcast. And welcome back to Above the Tree Line. We are here with Senior Pastor Will Davis Hi, Jr. from Hi, Austin Christian Fellowship. Nice to see you, Sunshine. And Hi, everybody. We have a topic that you are going to love today. <laughs> Very cheerful. Yeah. We are going to be talking about the death penalty or capital. You know, you are a visual oxymoron. You look <laughs> one way, and what comes out is completely opposite. And don't, you, are, you are a walking, talking, happy, peppy happy death penalty. Death penalty. Yes. So the reason this is such an interesting topic and the we- reason that we've heard from Christians about it is because there are two very different mm. Christian camps on this issue. There are people that view the death penalty as justified by the Bible. It has biblical origins, and it's the retribution of wrongdoing. And then there's the other camp, which is like a holistic pro-life stance. So we have Christians all in the body of Christ with two very different points of view on this one issue, and both of them are biblically backed. Some people are more heavy in the Old Testament side. Some people are more heavy in the New Testament side. So it kind of begs the question, does the New Testament supersede the Old Testament? That's my first question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. What was your name again? What are we here for? Oh, look at the time. So so you're asking me a theological question. The New Testament completes the Old Testament. It fulfills fulfills the Old Testament. It doesn't supersede it. They're they're sisters. You can't have one without the other. The new, te- the Old Testament isn't fulfilled until the New, and the New Testament has no foundation without the Old. So if the New so Testament contradicts the Old Testament... Yeah, which at times it appears to, um, Jesus would say it completes it or fulfills it, because he, he, he's the guy who said, look, forget murder. If, you have, if, you cost, if you're angry in your heart and you cost by a fool, you're committing murder. So he showed us what the law was, was about, and it wasn't about just behavior. It was about the heart. Hmm. So I don't, to, to answer the question you haven't asked yet, um, I don't know of any place in the New Testament where the capital punishment is forbidden. Paul seems to imply that it's permissible in Romans 13. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're getting ahead of me. Well, that's okay. I always try to because I want to speed these things up. You're using my verses that I have. Well, you I have you left it open. Okay. There was that long okay. awkward pause, so I, I jumped in the long jump awkward back pause. To the Old Testament. Okay, sorry. Taking us back to the Don't Old Don't give me a pause. I'll okay. take it. So the concept of capital punishment <laughs> was established in Genesis nine six, where it says, "Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed." So. And then you're talking about Romans. Romans specifically discusses the concept of the government's authority. Um, you, and the power of the sword. Yes. The, he. Do you ever read the Bible? Have you read the Bible? The you should try reading the Bible sometime. You'll love it. I'm, I'm spending a lot of time okay. in the Bible. You are. This is The true. tricky thing, though, is not to take one of these verses, and we talk about this a lot, not to take one verse out of context and make this one verse the rule. You have to view it through the lens of the entire Good Bible, girl. Old right. Testament and New. That's right. But um, Genesis establishes death penalty. Then in Leviticus, we have the rules about, okay, anyone who curses their God will be held responsible. Anyone who blasphemes the name of the Lord is to be put in death. The entire assembly must stone them. So there's biblical Mm. basis Mm. for capital punishment. 
this does not seem to align with the character that like loving good character of God when he's like, okay, here's the law, put those people to death. How do you rectify? Yeah, that's hard. So there's a holiness code. The bar was higher for Israel. Okay. And so um, while we would say like the law, you know, if you, if you take by, if you shed blood, your blood shall be shed. That feels more like a universal law that applies to all nations regardless because of what life is, and mm -hmm. life is in the blood, the scriptures say. But there is also a holiness code for the nation of Israel that was higher a bar than for the Phoenicians or for the Assyrians or whoever, and that was you don't speak against your parents. You don't speak against God. And the capital punishment was at a much higher level within the nation of Israel because God expected more of his people. So, for instance, the Philistines could touch the ark and not die. And when a priest touched the ark, he died because he had higher revelation and he, God had higher expectations of him. Mm -hmm. So that's why there's some things that sound completely over the top in the Old Testament law where God permitted the taking of life for things like talking, not talking back to your parents, but cursing mm -hmm. your parents. Mm -hmm. Not in Israel. We're not going to do that. And the consulting of mediums right. and witchcraft, death penalty, capital. We don't, that will pollute and destroy this nation and you're a holy seed and you're going to be different. So Genesis, Exodus, Exodus Leviticus, God condones Easy for the you death to penalty. Exodus, Exodus, we're going to combine books. Exodus, God condones the death penalty. Yes? Yeah, 100%. He, he okay. called for it. He created it. Okay. But he also, but again, he also created divorce. That means he's for it. I mean, there's, there's again, there's a combination of principles where God created laws to deal with culture and where it was pre-cross. And divorce would be one of those things. Mm -hmm. he, I don't know that God, he, in fact, in Ezekiel, he says, I do, not par I do not celebrate the death of the wicked. I don't want anybody to die. I want them to repent. So God is not a pro-death God. Mm -hmm. He hates death. Yes. But he did create and allow for governments for the sake of peace and for protection and for the, the keeping pure of the, the line of Israel, the ultimate penalty for sin, which was the taking of a life in order to protect the greater large, the greater country, the greater nation. So you said the governments. So yes. God empowers the governments to decide if the death penalty should be enforced. 100%. Not individuals. 100%. Individuals, like we talked about last week, individuals yeah. have the right to bear arms. Individuals do not get to decide if someone is to live or to We do not premeditatively get to decide, you're out, I'm taking you out. So that is not our right. What about corrupt governments? Yeah. Made up of broken people, do they, God gives them the ability to decide if somebody should live or die? 100%. And they can misuse it and they do it every day. Absolutely. They do it every day. There, there are, and that's, that's where those leaders will have to stand before God and give account, ugh, terrifying mm -hmm. moment, for their behaviors. But yes, capital punishment is and can be 100% misused. Mm -hmm. And it is all the time. Um, because there is, there is, in the scriptures at least, a time when a capital punishment seems to be appropriate. But a lot of it's used to deal with political enemies or um, because of religious rules that are crazy and archaic, and if you break a little, you know, if you, I'm not going to give examples, they're gross, but yeah, it's, it can be completely abused by those in authority, and God will hold those, those leaders accountable for that. 
So how does God decide who has the authority to make the call on the death penalty? Every, every government that exists, exists because God allows it. Even the corrupt ones. Even the corrupt ones. Mm-hmm. So, so they have the God gift. There, there has to be authority for culture to exist with some sense of peace and order. If you don't have authority, Jesus said, I'm a man under authority. So authority is of God. Um, he gives those governments the right to make rules and laws and enforce them and expects them to do so in a God-honoring manner. Not all of them do. Mm. And when they don't, again, they're going to have those leaders. I think that's why some nations get taken out because ultimately our leaders get taken out. We have lots of examples, even in our lifetime, Saddam Hussein. Mm-hmm. God didn't put up with Saddam Hussein. Mm-hmm. He's done. Um, the Romanian leader and his wife who were executed when the Berlin Wall came down, they were thugs. And God has ways of dealing with those people. King Herod in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, got worms and died not long after mm-hmm. he declared himself God and tried to have Peter killed. God can deal with those folks, but you still have to give an account. But it doesn't undo, Lauren, the need for order. And as Romans says, 13, the, the, just the fear of the sword is a great motivator. Mm-hmm. The sword can, my government can take me out if I do certain things. That should be a motivator not to do them. So in the Old Testament, because um, I, I, I want to tag on to what you're saying here. In the Old Testament, things that were worthy of the death penalty would be, for example, um, committing adultery, committing murder. However, rape. here we have incest. David in the Old Testament 100%. who does both of those 100%. things. And he is not put to God death. Got grace. So it seems inconsistent, though. It is inconsistent. I think he got grace because of the prophet Nathan's intercession inter, um, for him. There's many times where God had a plan and people interceded and he changed his mind in God's in the language of Scripture. God said, okay, we'll do different. And I think Nathan's intercession and David's repentance kept him from having to face some of the very same rules that he might have enforced on somebody else. Okay. That's fair because we know the good about David. What about, let's talk about Cain and Abel. So Cain murdered (laughs) Abel and God sentenced him to wandering as a fugitive rather than sentencing him to death. And he even issued a warning against killing Cain. However, Cain had just killed Abel. This is in Genesis where it just says the penalty. Can we please have an episode where I get to ask the questions and harass you (laughs) as much as you harass me? Please just one. All in favor say aye. We'll just ask Lauren the questions. Oh, okay. nobody answered. Mm. You have to answer. Send them so, in. Send them in. Cain, not sentenced to death, sentenced to wandering. It's pre-law, and the principle applies later in, in you said Genesis 9, mm-hmm. if you shed blood, you, it's pre-law, um, but it was an act of grace. So some people get grace, but some, some people, people do not. No, some people, I'm, I'm not in agreement with this, some people might argue, well, there are only two humans roaming the earth at that point, point. you really couldn't afford a death penalty, because you needed you needed for procreation purposes. Seriously, people argue Wait, that. Wait, do you believe that that it was just Adam, <laughs> it, Eve, Cain, and Abel? It could have been at that point, That's just it. the four of them. So it might be, if you kill one mm-hmm. of them, you're done. There's a lot of theories on that. There's Y'all want to hear about that. We're we'll not going to chase that. No, I'm sorry many, I even brought that up. Sorry I brought that up. So Cain, had, he was given grace. Yes. But not everybody is extended that same favor. Some people do meet their death through capital punishment. You could argue, um, well, Cain ultimately did. I mean, we all do. We all die. But it, there wasn't the immediate retribution you would expect, given what you read in the Old Testament. 
So that that's a great argument for the, the death penalty. It needs to be very cautiously and sparingly if, if your government is a government that has a death penalty and there are governments that don't. Mm-hmm. That if it if you if it exists, I think Kane's a great example of you got to move you got to move carefully and you got to move slowly and you got to be sure, and you got to have appeals, got to have a hundred percent clarity that this is in fact the guilty party and what they did is worthy of death, and I, I like the fact that it tends to be um, the, the urgency I think of scripture is it's a government decision and it better be done carefully. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even the United States, the 50 states that make up our country are not in agreement They're about the agreement. death penalty. It's actually kind of funny because when I left Texas government and I went to California government, I arrived on California soil and I had questions about the hierarchy in the government. And I said, when the governor's out of town, who presides over the executions? And everybody looked at me like I was a crazy person. They were like, what are you talking about? But I was like, well, in Texas, we, there's yeah, very regularly you said scheduled. That in California? I did. <laughs> At very regularly scheduled executions, and so the lieutenant governor would have to preside over them when the governor was absent. So Texas is an interesting state. They do exercise the right for capital punishment, and a lot of the politicians that do it do so based on it's it's a it has biblical origins. This is what God commanded us to do. Um, I think what's kind of interesting is God's grace is unlimited. Would you also say that God's wrath? Is unlimited. It's going to be satisfied. Okay. Uh, uh, it's it, it doesn't just go away. Justice that's uh, justice is going to be served. That's what when those books are opened. If if Jesus hasn't taken your hit, you're going to take your hit. Mm-hmm. So so wrath is going to come. So here's what I was thinking about Lauren yesterday. Okay, let me turn the tables on you okay. a little bit. She doesn't like this because it's not on her little screen no. there. I'm driving this conversation. So, so no, you're not anymore. <laughs> I'm playing senior pastor card. Um, David killed Goliath. Yes. He used a weapon, mm-hmm. and he is heralded as yes. this hero in the he Bible. He held the head up. He cut. The, he killed the guy yeah. and then cut his head off and held held it. Woo! Walked around there for days. Like, look what yeah. I got. Look at my souvenir. And he's a biblical hero. We, mm-hmm. we teach that children, that yes. story to our children. Remember that time David cut the giant's head off? Actually, read in that our to church, we're not year allowed year to say they cut the head off, and that's why my son was so upset when I was teaching <laughs> the story, because he wanted the head okay. part. So what makes that okay? Well, um, it, you talk about war. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing. Um, God gives governments permission to declare war, and if I'm ordered as a soldier... To fight, I have to obey. Unless I can, unless you have to obey the government. I have to obey but the government. But is that what God would have you do? Go into other it, countries. It, it's and... apparently what God had David do right. because the Philistines were threatening Israel, the people of God. But that was pre-Jesus. So it's, does Jesus change that? Yeah. So if so, I so if I'm or if I volunteer, I'm ordered to go fight to defend this country. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna obey orders and let God deal with my supervisors, unless I have a strong enough conviction to not. Commit murder as some people in history have, that I'm willing to go to prison over it. That I'm willing to resist the, what the government says. I'm not going to shoot anybody. Mm-hmm. I'll be in the army. I'll do something else. But I'm not going to shoot. Well, then you, I may get court-martialed. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I have most convictions, fine. But I do think the Bible gives permission to governments to take the life, to protect the land, to protect the people in war or in capital punishment. 
He does not give it to individuals. Right. We have to keep saying that. So if you're feeling real led to go up and blow up some abortion clinic because you're anti-abortion, that is not that God. Is that not is the what, devil. Yeah, that is not what God Don't you dare you do that or say God told you to do mm-hmm. that. No, I mean, speaking of abortion, though, pro-life. I mean, Christians, Christ followers are encouraged to be very pro-life because mm-hmm. God has a purpose for every life knit us together in our mother's womb has a purpose. Like there's, there's a plan for every life, regardless of how it was conceived. So we're very pro-life in that regard. And some Christians would say, if you're pro-life and anti-abortion, you should also be anti-death penalty. Cause that. why do we yeah. value the life of an unborn child? And we're more not for, than... we wouldn't be for euthanasia. Right. So I personal opinion, personal opinion, send all cards and letters to Lauren Thurston, please not to me. <laughs> I think there are certain things that I can do in which I forfeit my life, to, my right to continue to live. I think that God, God will forgive things. He does not remove consequences. Mm-hmm. And there have been Christians sitting on death row that some pled for mercy because of their new Christian faith, but others said, I'm getting exactly what I deserve. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to heaven, but I, I lost the right to live because of this heinous thing that I did. I think, I believe there are crimes you can commit where you forfeit the right to live. I think the list of those crimes is short and it's an ugly list, but I think, I believe personally there are certain crimes people commit where the, the government is 100% justified in saying, you've, you've forfeited your right to live on this planet any longer and we're gonna send you to your, to your maker and let him figure it out. I could be wrong, I know a lot of you disagree with me, but. I think that's a biblical stance, and I, that's where I am today. The people who I don't might, like that too, by the way, but I, it is. People who might argue with that are the people. I mean, we we look at what Jesus said when they were getting ready to stone the woman, and he said, "Let he who's without sin cast the first stone." And obviously, no one there except for Jesus. Jesus could cast the first stone because he was without sin, but he still didn't. So a lot of people will say, "The government said this woman." was due to die, Jesus said, if you're without sin, you can strike her. So they will, that's, I mean, that's pretty solid ground for not endorsing the death penalty because the government had the right to do it, but Jesus still said no. The government had the right to it, but he also openly submitted to the execution of a government that was wrong doing it when he died, and he prayed for their forgiveness. Yes. So there's a little bit of religious law implied in the, the adultery. I don't think you should be executed because of adultery. So you could argue that was more the moral religious code of Israel. The Jews did have a right to kill her based on the moral code. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a Roman law, but it wasn't the authority given to a, a government to preserve peace. It was a religious law because Israelites don't do those things. Remember, we're holy. We don't act mm-hmm. that way. That was the difference. So another argument against <laughs> the death penalty was like, speaking of Christ's she is death. The, she is the ever ready battery. I mean, I've got a bunny full list rabbit of, of podcasts. Of the questions here. in this. We're just girl's not going to get to all of it. Shocker. <laughs> so one author <laughs> argues: Did Christ's death on the cross end the requirement for blood and blood sacrifice? Like so that we would not we would not have to put anybody else to death. Christ already shed his blood. There's no need anymore for us to shed other people's blood as a form of punishment. One hundred percent, I think Christ removed all of that, um, and there's no there's no requirement to. But governments still have the option to. One hundred percent, the the Jesus shedding of blood produces forgiveness of sins. 
but it doesn't remove the consequences of sins. Mm-hmm. And so if I run out tomorrow and drive my car into a crowd of people because I've drunk too much, I'm forgiven for that but even before I do it. But I'm going to face the consequences of that, whatever they are. And the government will have to decide what to do with me if I get drunk and drive my car, yeah. my car into a crowd. I'm, it's not He's not going to remove consequences. Well, the government has the authority. Neither of us are part of the government, but we are part of a democracy, and we choose who runs the government. So should Christians be voting for people who endorse the death penalty? I think Christians need to vote for the people that represent them best. I tend to vote for people that do not support abortion because I just I really believe in my gut that that's um, something we're going to answer for as a nation. Mm-hmm. And I know there's horrible cases out there that women have been through where abortion felt like the only option, and I have compassion for those people. But I tend to vote the way I believe theologically, mm-hmm. and I think you should do the same on the death penalty. If you're, if you're not if you're not opposed, if you don't believe that we should be putting people to death, look for candidates who are opposed to the death penalty and vote for them. Mm-hmm. That's why democracy is what it is. Um, I totally think you should pick people to, to who will represent you and what your beliefs. They're getting harder to find, mm-hmm. I think. But if you if you want somebody who's going to be strong on the death penalty, you probably need to vote for fine candidates. So you think it's up to each individual Christian I to think decide it, how convicted? I do convicted. not think there's a right or wrong on this okay. for Christians. Okay. I, I can't. That's I fair. There's not a right or wrong. That's yeah. what I, I'm I, trying to figure I out. I don't believe it. You, know, you, didn't ever, you could ask that 20 minutes ago and save us a whole lot of time. I know. I could have, but we would have missed all of this really fun <laughs> all conversation. All this fun we've had. But we are out of <laughs> no, time. I don't believe there's a right or wrong on okay. this one. Unless you're trying to be the government and take somebody's life, now we're wrong. Ooh, unless you're in a government official listening to this trying to figure out what your stance is going to be, <laughs> then that's on you. I do want to close, Can though. we do a whole podcast on just your brain? Just We're going to explore Lauren's brain oh, sometime. Oh, that we could do that in 20 minutes. There is, um, it's a maze. You don't it's a get bit of here. a maze. Yeah. It's a bit of a maze. I do want to close with a verse that you stated in the opening, which was from Ezekiel, because I love this. Um, God laments, as sure as I live, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, rather that they turn from their ways and live. So we should not rejoice ever at the death penalty. No. God laments at even when the wicked die, no. that is not his will for man. Mm-mm. No, it's even in, I remember them dancing in the streets after 9-11 yeah. over the Middle East. And, and that's just a, that's a hard heart. We mm-hmm. should never, ever celebrate when, when death happens. Death, God hates death, even the death of the wicked. Mm-hmm. That's just someone that died unredeemed and it's really really sad and hard and you i don't ever see a reason to celebrate that right i agree well thank you will thank Thank you you for indulging this conversation thank you to our audience who sent in these amazing questions these are really tricky and i love the tricky ones i love the ones that you can kind of make a case for or against it so continue to engage with us acfellowship.org slash podcast if you have more questions or you want us to dive deeper into this we welcome your input and we thank you for joining us on above the thanks friends thank you Mm -hmm.